hello everybody. This is pretty unusual. This is me saying the intro. Yeah, what, what are do you think, doing, Tom? dude? You're stepping all over my I dick I know. Here. What are you saying? Well, hey everybody, welcome it's a back. Special. To, welcome back to the Punk Dot Outback Podcast, episode 138. We are sitting currently in the front window of Siren Records in McHenry, Illinois. Illinois. Yes, it's a very special punk. <laughs> it, 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 well, it's funny. It, it, it's funny because uh, we'd never been to McHenry before. No, we haven't. And we were going to make 138 like our horror episode, but but this this town really isn't very horrible. Even though it does seem like a place you might break down at in a horror movie. Yes, it does. It's but well, no, it's it's actually for some people they probably think it's a big city, but to me it's a very good it's city. actually a pretty good sized town. According to you, but it's country but it, boy. But it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's uh it's very nice. We are very uh, thank, grateful to the good folks at Siren Records for letting us sit in their front window here and do this thing. Yes. So. Exactly. Everyone has been wonderful so far. It's true. It's a great record store, it is. too. It's a great record store. Yep. And as a matter of fact, we're going to kind of talk about the store a little bit. Because the fact of the matter is, Neil and I are basically lazy. So hey, speak, this speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. How much of this did you organize, buddy? Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We're basically lazy. So the fact of the matter is, <laughs> this was all put together by um, Alan, our pal Alan from Goldman Magazine, better known as Dr. Disc. And he said, and he set all this up, and I got to tell you, it's it's been a lot of fun. He's been showering us with gifts, and uh, it's just been amazing. It, honestly, it's you know yeah, so far awesome. so good. If yeah. if the rest of it is terrible, it'll still be pretty good. Yeah, so. and, it's, and I tell you what's amazing too. So we're on. I think this is Main Street. Is that right? Yes. So we're on one corner of Main Street. There's literally three bars within like a stone's throw of this place. And here we are waiting for our beer still. Yeah, we're waiting for beers. Where the hell's Scott? I don't know. Get I don't, the know, beers what, here, I don't know what's going on. This yeah. the, the, level of, the level of service by our friends to deliver beer across the street. No good. Yes, but, but yeah. So, what's crazy? Okay, so it's a record store in a small town and for some reason they have this, I mean, they got a lot of punk rock here. Yep. They got a huge Lilling, Lilling, uh, Lillington's wall, right? Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy for me to say. They got like drum skins and they got fucking shoes and they got posters. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, we are going to get to the bottom of that yes. before we're done here. It's a mystery. But first, let's have Alan come up and talk to Alan. Cause so, so Alan is, I mean, he's got, a, he's got a regular job like the rest of us suckers. But he writes for Goldmine Magazine and he essentially reviews record stores. When we, had, we, when we had him on the podcast, we kind of joked about, wow, that's not too tough of a gig. But the other thing is... What episode I feel really was that? Good. That was your classic episode where you kept fucking cutting out. Shots so I'm yeah. actually very happy that we're able to have him back on because that was like one of our very worst sounding episodes. And I have a lot yes. of guilt about it. So, Alan, speak directly into the hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> is that so, what it is? Now? Say, say hello, Alan. See, now, now, hey, hello, speaker. Alan. Now, all of a sudden, he's got a chance to be heard. He's got nothing to say. See, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, thank, thank everybody for coming out to Siren. So, tell me something. So, okay, so the, the truth of the matter is, you, you reached out to us about this, about trying to do something like this, which we were more than thrilled to do. And so we kind of put our heads together and picked this record store because we've been hearing a lot of good things about it, and we wanted to check it out. So um, first impressions. First impressions, Alan. Well, I mean, so I had been up here once before, but when you walk in, that whole wall of Lillington stuff that you guys all identified, and and there is a lot of records to dive through. This is a crate digger's dream here. It's a big store, yeah. It's a crate digger's dream. Yeah, matter of fact, we left ourselves... We were trying to leave ourselves an hour to shop. Probably ended up being more like 40 minutes or 35 minutes, and I'm, I'm not nearly done. Oh, God, no. I feel like I haven't even started yet. When we are truth. done, it's going to get a whole lot louder in here because our pals, the DUIs from Milwaukee, are going to play. And at that point, we'll probably finish finish shopping and whatnot. So, yeah. 
at some point I want to drink our, as well. If our beers get here, yes. yes, yes. In, indeed. So, Alan, so tell us, so you come with a huge box of giveaways and shit. Yeah. So where did all this stuff come from? Please tell us about where you get all this fantastic free stuff from every genre. Well, we've got uh, some some other record stores. Uh, Sugar Records in Chicago was generous enough and gave us some great items to give away. Dr. Strange Records out of California sent us some stuff. And then a lot of the bands themselves, as I'm doing interviews with them, I will ask them if they will autograph things. And so not only do we have some autographed items, but what we've got are some albums that have been doodled on and drawn on it. So they're much more than just walking up and sticking something in front of somebody and saying, sign this. They actually took the time to you know, draw pictures on it. And if I happen to shoot pictures at the show of that band, I've included some photos into the, into the albums also. The question is, if the guitar player for Reagan Youth draws a dick on the cover of your record. Does that increase the value or decrease the value? And how do you prove that it was him who did it and just not like your kid vandalizing your record? Well, collection? I do. A lot of these, I do have pictures of the people um, autographing them. And not that we, you know, that... See, so there people. you go. You take, you take your snapshot and put it right in, yep. inside the... Uh, yep. Uh-oh. I think Neil's going to try to get some Facebook Live going here or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Getting, you guys keep talking. We're I'm getting fancy. Don't worry, Lydia. Right the camera adds 30 pounds. It's fine. Yeah. Log in. Log in. So, no, go ahead. Tell us. Log so, in. what is your criteria when you're reviewing a record store? What's the process? Well, I mean, oh, that's the man I'm waiting for right there. It's good to have friends. Hey, we're up there. Thank you, pal. Old style, we're in Chicago, yeah. Hey, can you guys hold it down over here? I'm yeah, asking Alan to explain right, the, the criteria. What do you want to do? Go on Facebook Live? Yeah, I was trying to do that. Well, it, he's, I got to figure out how to log in. I don't even know what she's talking about. Oh, all right. Well, we tried. <laughs> yeah, or we didn't try real hard. Yeah. Lydia? This so, is the early intermission. So you've got you've got really good relationships then with the people at Sugar Records and with Doctor Strange and shit like that. I assume that's what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, right? most most of these stores that I visited, when I talked to them and kind of let them know what we're doing, they're they're very willing to to help support just records in in general. I mean, uh, Bill at Doctor Strange is probably one of the most generous owners of a store I've ever met in my life. I mean, have you ever been out there? I have not, although. Um, I am I am pushing my wife that that will be our next vacation destination. Okay. So. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm am sorry. Before Neil Neil rudely interrupted. I thought it was going to be simple. I <laughs> no, apologize. No. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was going to be a technical nightmare. Well, no, no. I was going to say because I was asking what like his what his criteria is when he's, you know, when I review a record, I you know my criteria is are the songs good, are the performances good, you know that kind of thing. What's the criteria when you're reviewing a record store? How do you do that? Well, I, I break I'm it down. Dick, the owner is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I break it down into four categories. One is the employees. So I want to know, you know, or are they friendly? Yeah, are they friendly, or is it like, you know, high fidelity where you walk in there and they, you know, they laugh at you when you ask them do, for something? Do they openly laugh in your face when you go to pay for your super tramp? Right. Well, no, no, I, I have to admit, if I had a record store, that's exactly how I would be, because that's how I was treated. You when don't I was a kid. own a record store, and that's how you are. What are you talking about? Uh, listen, Pete Burns from Dead or Alive used to treat me like that in Probrex. So that's how I'm going to treat other people. So damn it. Neil was traumatized by one of the original crossdressers, so he's going to take it out on the take it out on society at large. Original crossdresser, you got yeah. it right, right there. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you, no, that's okay. So once that's, again, we can't even let him get through his four criteria. That's okay. So that's the one. Second is the aesthetics of the store. You know, how okay. does the store look? Is it like you're walking into a record store? Some some of the stores I've uh, reviewed also had like kind of that flea market kind of appeal or they they did a lot of 
a lot of stuff in the store besides just records. Um, Is that good or bad? It varies. It depends. I mean, some some of those stores, the prices are absolutely amazing. Um, other times, they're they're flea market records that yeah, yeah. you the, probably the overcharging for, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I also will look at their selection. Um, you know, and, and I try to highlight. You know, not every store has a ton of punk, and not every store has classic. There are stores out there that specialize in jazz or blues. Or sure. there's one store I went to that they have more soundtracks than anybody else that I've you know that I've ever visited. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like Tom Cruise movies, you're gonna like the soundtrack section. Kenny Loggins? Hell yes, count me in. There's a whole story around that. So we'll tell we'll tell you another time. <laughs> so and then. Um, Final, finally, I look at like their price and the quality of the stuff, and you know I, I try not to be too judgmental about about the price. And, and we joke on on our record store recon podcast that we use Fleetwood Mac's "Rumors" as kind of a benchmark album <laughs> because almost every store has a copy of that record. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the question then usually is, you know, how much does it cost? And that album has gone up in value a lot over the last few months. And where I used to be able to find it for nine ninety five, now it's fourteen ninety five to twenty dollars. Right. Um, so I try to use that to judge, you know, how a store's prices are. But even even then, I really, you know, if you're the only store in three hour drive, then you probably sure. can control your prices a little bit, you know. Right. So did we ask? Did I ask you the last time? What's your favorite record store in Chicago? Favorite record store in Chicago. Well, like if you were going to feature one, then yeah, from Chicago, I, what would it be? If I was featuring only one from the city of Chicago, um, I, I, I tell you, I was really impressed with Sugar. Um, Sugar is a nice little store. The, yeah. only, the only thing wrong with Sugar, for some reason, it doesn't have a punk section. It's got a lot of punk stuff in the metal section, yeah, which is that, fucking that weird. Is true. So that fix is, that, Sugar. That's true. And I think, as we talked about last time, they have one of the greatest Melvin's collection of, of unique releases I've ever seen. Um, so they're probably the nicest store that I, or the store I prefer to visit in Chicago. In the Midwest, we'd be talking Strictly Discs, which is up in Madison, Wisconsin. I love that record store. You ever been there? No. no. Absolutely no. love that record store. Not bad. And um, probably the store that, of anywhere in the United States that I would go to, um, would probably be Grimey's is pretty good in Nashville. Been there a couple times. What's it called, Grimey's? Grimey's, yeah. Been there a couple times. Have you been there since they relocated to the new location in the church, which used to be a church? No. So they, yeah, they they moved off their old location. They're now in what used to be a church, mm. and um, and they they are probably the it store in Nashville for yeah. records. A big mainly country though, or what? Uh, no, they're. I mean, they have a lot of country, but they get everything. No, no, in there. I bought Motorhead records there. Yeah, stuff. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they get a lot of bands that play there. A lot of live shows, and because it used to be a church, they actually have a stage up front now, and so it's it's a really great place to see an in store. Hmm. Huh, crazy. So what about that huge one in L.A. Amoeba? Amoeba. Everyone raves about that one. I've so never I, been, obviously. I haven't been to Amoeba since they've re relocated. Um, the other store, though, was. It was, if you'd ever been to Virgin Records in Chicago or anything like that, it's the largest record. I mean, I have ADHD, and it was overwhelming to me. I couldn't focus on anything. Sure, there was yeah, yeah, So yeah. much there. Yeah. Um, records. Vir- Virgin Records in Chicago? There used to be a Virgin. You mean the old one that was yeah. on Michigan Avenue? Yeah. 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 I remember that. So well, that, but that, see, but that doesn't pass the first test because it doesn't look like a record store. Well, no. It, it looks like a Maybelline. It looks, it looks like an everything music store. Yeah. Um, 
and, and it's a great record store, but I, I was never impressed by their used selection. And, and I, well, that's it's been gone for ten plus years. No, right? I'm talking about I'm talking about the um, oh Amoeba. Amoeba. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Amoeba. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about this store. Yeah, I'm first impre- first impressions. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with the store. It's um it's certainly it doesn't look st- uh, sterile. I like a store that. There's stuff all over the walls. That uh, there's records everywhere. Don't go um, too far. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the owner just walked out. We'll get him. We'll get him yeah. back in here. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm. A, I don't want a very clean store. I want, and I don't well, mean dirty. Yeah. But I want. He, he likes, I want to, get, he likes to get bed bugs when he well, goes to the record store. This is like organized chaos. In that no, 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 no. Normally, like a, there's a lot of new record stores in the city, like open up all the time. Yep. And they will be very organized, but that's because they don't have a lot of stock. So it's very easy for them to do, like, look really well curated when they only have, like, 500 albums or some shit, yep. right? Yep. And also the prices are ridiculous, you know. But what are you going to do? No, they have they have a real good selection here. Yeah, they do. Um, lots of stuff that you won't find anywhere. The owner is extremely generous, as I think Neil found out by being able to go through his own personal collection and find some stuff that he wanted. Well, there's just stacks everywhere, and I didn't, I didn't know that that was his own personal shit. That I was like, oh, I'll take this, four ninety nine. Sounds great. Hey, Neil, the ones in frames on the wall? Yeah, those are for sale. I, well, I asked him. I, I did ask him if we could buy some of those. I was going to buy one for you for Christmas. How would you like that apple set? Yeah. Hey, don't set the bar too high. Then I got to return the favor. <laughs> yeah, a little small. Yeah, still wait. Still wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, seriously, thank you so much for organizing oh. this. This has been, I mean, Jesus, you know. I know you got here like a half hour before us, so you were just like hanging out in here. This is, listen, if if I could do it seven days a week, hanging out in record stores is what I'd want to do. Yeah, yeah, nice. there's really worse places to this hang out. It doesn't pay the bills, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it does not. Yeah. Speaking of Bill, where's he at? We'll grab yeah. him next. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll let you guys keep talking and I'll go find Bill. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Hopefully Thanks, buddy. Hopefully he didn't wander Appreciate away too far. Yeah, I think he might be outside with Jughead, I believe. No, Jughead's in here. No, he just wandered out. Oh, did he? Okay. He just want, yeah, Jughead is here, believe it or not. Yeah, Jughead from Screechy Weasel, one of my heroes, so... I actually talked to him a little bit earlier. Okay. Which was nice, but I, I did I definitely did the you know, I know it's kinda un, untoward when you got a guy is mm. a forty something year old guy who's, you know, so into a fifty something year old guy. But no, it was cool. It was good. He was real good real good to talk to actually, real super nice guy. So uh, Okay, so you know what? Because someone who's ignorant like me, Jughead. Screeching Weasel. What yes. did he play bass or no, what? No, he was a lead guitar player. Lead guitar player. Okay. You know, on, like, which, on which albums? The thing that makes Screeching Weasel sort of different than a lot of the other sort of Ramones core bands is they had that that little lead, that little loopy lead guitar, and that's definitely. Uh, I don't know if he invented that or not, but I definitely and a lot of bands have uh, picked that up since. So I would say he's definitely uh, definitely sort of a pioneer in that. As far as that goes, so is the microphone picking up that way too? It is a little bit. We get yeah. a lot of crowd. Look at a lot of crowd yeah, noise in there. It, it's, it sounds really crowded. Like Rick, my buddy Rick came, and uh, I was wondering if he was going to come. It turns out, yeah, he was here the whole time. He was just in the fucking bar across <laughs> yeah, the street. Bars, there's room. There's lots of bars around yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. This seems like a good drinking, a good drinking town. Hey, tell, tell us about these guys a minute. Oh, the guys, the guys from Patient Zero. Yeah, I think those are the first people that you emailed us about. Yep. The very first time. Yeah. So they. <laughs> I've talked to the drummer, Dave, who's kind of the, uh, he, he's the organizer of the whole thing. So they're thing. from L.A.? They're from L.A., southern, yeah, southern Los Angeles part, and um, they're, the I, at the time, the youngest guy, I think, was 54 years old. Now, they've changed, and they've gone through a different uh, body of musicians, 
uh, but Dave called me just the other week and said we are committed to getting to doing this thing so basically it's a bunch of guys that make us look young that have yeah, always ret- wanted like retirement yeah oh yeah yeah the drummer is 73 or 70 he'll be 73 years old wow and you should get that gig for the UK subs they just got rid of, they just got rid of that young guy <laughs> And um, they're going to come out, and we're, we're going to get them out here to Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. And um, so, yeah, so we've got some of their free 45s that we're going to give away today, amongst all the other stuff we're going to give away. So did they used to be in other more well-known bands, or what? Dave is a studio Make musician. Make something up, man. Yeah, no. Da- <laughs> no, Dave is a studio musician. He's played with a lot of classic rock people. I mean, I've seen... Uh, through some video chats, I've seen the back wall of his studio, which is just covered with gold records, um, wow. things that he's been involved with. So he's got his own recording studio in L.A., and um, I don't think the other guys have, but he just he said he woke up one day and just said, you know, I've done so much type of music, but I've never done punk, and that is my bucket list, is to have a punk band before I die. So we had to unlearn everything he'd ever known. And exactly. uh, That's kind of interesting, give actually. Away, give to away see, half his drum set. Yeah, to see yeah. how that was going to work. Huh. So, yeah. Which, so, so sh- should we do a giveaway? Should we? Yeah, sure. So what, what? Let's see. I'm trying to think what would be a good question for uh, that the average Joe out there would know. Um, I don't. Not, e- I don't even know if they can hear. I don't know if the average Joes are paying attention. We're just <laughs> yeah, sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of like we're t- tucked away in the corner of a bar and everybody's just sort of. Well, I'll go up there. I'll go up there and I'll I'll um, announce that we're going to do some giveaways and okay. we'll see if we can get them to come over. All right. Uh, sure. They're going to do some giveaways. Oh, well, look. All right, we're going to do our and first now? giveaway. It's funny. I wonder how this so is going to sound when we actually... It's going to sound like this. pick from our prize list of what we have. So how are you going to do it? Are you just going to... Whoever puts the hand up first? Yeah, I think we'll... I, I think we'll start out with a real easy question. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here's here's the question. All right. I was just to say what it was the most recent. Uh, Everybody knows he's faking it, but Neil pretends to be from England. What city <laughs> does he claim to be from? All right. No. No. <laughs> does she know? Does it? Does she know? No. I thought she would. She's gonna not even listen. Nobody knows. Nobody Come knows. On. Go ahead, Mark. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. All right. We got our first winner. <laughs> You can have a you can have a patient zero single. Wow! All right, as Mark digs through that that box. Hey, it was the right answer, so the guy gets the records. He murdered someone from Liverpool and took over his identity. It happens. What can I tell you? All right. A dude, this is going to be embarrassed if there's nothing he wants in there. Trash, <laughs> <laughs> trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, oh, no, a signed DUI's record. That's not worth that. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, who the fuck wants that? So he's got his own, his own record in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what kind of stuff you seeing down there? Oh, we got some Reagan Youth. We got some Blue Ghost. So the guitar player from Reagan Youth is the one who drew that dick on the cover. So yeah. So if you if you like the look of that, mate, it's yeah, it's I all mean, you. It's not like Alan's grandchild well, or something. The Melvins and Reagan Youth. Yeah, Melvins album. We've been talking about. I, said, that I bet one. you that's the most collectible of the bunch. Yeah. I would guess. What the one with the penis thrown on it? No, the Melvins one. Oh. Um, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, Here, back. all right. All right, we got Let's Bill. grab Bill real quick. Bill. Come on, you're up. So what did you pick uh, to, win, to win this bit? I'm going to go with the Melvin.
He wow. was going with the Melvins. The Reagan youth with the penis on it getting no love at all. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Gotta get it. Gotta get it here close, Bill. Sorry. Collection of yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I get first dips. Yeah, there you go. I get first. No, he gets first if you get second dips. What? Because which one would you? He got the question right. I'm taking my record back. I got the But you know, Neil just just talked about how generous the owner was letting him buy records from his personal collection. Apparently, that has been revoked. And now he's taking them back. It's been revoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Bill, are you? Did you grow up around these parts? A little bit. I moved here. Let's see, I lived in Bolingbroke until 86, moved to Atlanta, moved back up in 92. So, yeah, I guess. Did you did you start this place, or did you, like, buy somebody else out? How did, how is, what's the history of Siren Records? Um, it's actually the wife that's over there. Okay. So this is her baby. Oh, really? Okay. This is her store. Um, she's a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Did construction. And um, she just needed more interaction other than our kids were pretty young at the uh, time. Sure. So we, um, we went over because they had this flea market across the street. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And this uh, is in McHenry, right? We're talking yeah, McHenry. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So it went from the owners of the flea market had a record booth, and everybody always asked, but it was always closed. And I'm a connoisseur of crap, so I'm like, hey, I want to get into the records too. Um, so I just made them, you know, get a hold of the owner. I'll buy out the whole entire booth. And, uh, so I had a friend of ours, Run High Lou, um, and Run High and I bought into it, $500 a piece. Um, about two months into it, another guy bought Run High out. And we moved into where the hi-fi room is. So the little room in the back. Little room. How long ago was this? Was this? Oh, uh, 2015-ish. Okay. okay. Six years ago. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um, and we did baseball cards because my friend had a baseball card shop Ooh. down there. Okay. Uh, and that's, I'm still a card collector myself on there. So it just kind of worked and we grew and grew and grew from there and, um, you know, it's. I've always joked that this is her retirement, her divorce plan, her anything. <laughs> you know. Do you do you still work your daytime job then, or is this your job now? No, this is full time. Okay. On there, um, there's. You, you get those moments with the store where it's slow, and you're like, "Ooh, I could be doing something." Start else. getting nervous, yeah. And you're like wondering how you're going to make something occur or happen. Uh, and then you have a decent weekend, and then you're like, yeah, okay. That's cool. But this literally is um, about 9 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the morning. Is that right? Yeah. It's so are you buying people's collections from all over the country? or How, is, how are you getting stock exactly? You use stuff anyway. Um, we do purchase um, a lot from people, like all over the place. Um in February, we grabbed a really large collection out of Seattle. Okay. On there. And now, how do they ship yeah, something like that? Yeah, how do they get like that? that to you? Uh, you hope that the person that you're buying from, which is a customer of ours, <clears throat> his sister passed away. Uh, so when we did that collection, he went over to Home Depot, bought the big black yellow totes. Oh, really? Uh, we called up FedEx and said, here you go. This is where you get to make your money on us. So I would say it costs hundreds of dollars. Jesus ship, Christ, sure. yeah. Uh, Records yeah. are heavy. That's one thing. Records yeah, are freaking true. heavy. So the average crate was uh, about 117 pounds. Mm. 
We had 12 of them shipped from Seattle to here, the farthest part of the United States to, sure. you know, over to here. And, you know, for the most part, everything showed up. The crates weren't all busted up. We didn't have any product loss. We were happy. Um, we bought stuff from people like in Kentucky, uh, Florida, Texas, Arizona, California. Uh, we get stuff from the Netherlands, stuff from Germany, Jesus, stuff wow. from Japan. That's got to man. That's got to cost a bit um, on the freight, huh? He's got his we, own. He's got his own boat. He goes yeah, over. He's he goes over. Pl- plane now. <laughs> we have a uh, a customer um, that turned into friend, and he's got some Chicago heritage behind him. And uh, Lothar introduced me to a fellow named Hank, and Hank's got a label called No Dust, and okay. Hank does more of the metal stuff. Okay. Um, and Hank starts making appearances here once or twice a year, and uh, he'll come in and get stuff from me, and he'll bring me his stuff. And I don't think there's a bad band on Hank's label, especially if you like metal. I mean, huh. and you're not familiar metal, with it. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, one band called Diggit. Uh, Diggit was going to be here playing in store. We're sitting last year, but COVID happened, so gotcha. shut down. But um, those guys are phenomenal. It's, we just got their EP and their first release. Uh, that got reissued, and their second album, their third album, we bought almost half the production run or quarter production run on there and sold that out right away. I noticed you have multiple copies of a lot of things here. Yeah, if I got to close my store and get buried with it, it's shit I like. There you go. You can do worse, right? You know, it's, yeah. um, I am not a Beatles guy. My wife's a Beatles fan, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm the first to say fuck Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm not a Zeppelin dude whatsoever. Well, we saw saw Jughead's band in Chicago uh, a couple weekends ago. They only did three Weasel songs, but one of them was I Hate Led Zeppelin. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I was singing So you were happy? Yeah, yeah, I was singing along. Yeah. On there. Uh, you know, it's like, God, the phone's nonstop for this Paul McCartney, like Paul McCartney 3 on some weird color or something nowadays. And wow. Just that shit pisses me off the most. Like, when you have friends and they're in bands and you have small labels and people are trying to get stuff manufactured. And they can't. And, the and, and you quiet. can't because, yeah. like, that. Yeah. Paul McCartney doesn't need the money. No, and he doesn't need to make the same effing album in yeah, five over, different colors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's me and my friends, or it's just me and my friends, or it's just me yeah. and my wife. Yeah. You know what? Why can't somebody just, like, push that guy off a bridge? Can we be done with this? Can well, you... I believe that Tesco V said it best after uh, John Lennon died. He said one down, three to go, and then he changed it to two down, two, two to down, go. Two down, two to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Except fucking the Ringo Starr will never, dry, never die. Yeah, it's like a fucking not. cockroach. Yeah, but you know, but at least he's quiet. And in general, Ringo <laughs> sucked, so nobody really is. Paul McCartney looks like his own grandmother, and he's still out there running around. He's like 85 the, years old. Give a break, There's sakes. way better. Yeah. And yeah. you only need to own one Zappa album, just rename it. You have all 500 Zappa albums. <laughs> in the catalog. Wow. There we go. Really need this. Yeah, yeah, he is. I love it. Let us out. What what else do you think? So, so, so I don't know. I heard you and you were having a private conversation over there. So, yeah, we were. Tell us us the strong, because the one wall is all Teenage Bottle Rocket, Lillington stuff, a band from Wyoming, you know, which I'm not an expert in geography, but it's not that close to Illinois. So, tell me, what's the connection with the Lillingtons? So... You ever just meet somebody that's really cool to you and your kids, and you just want to support them because <laughs> they're they're just great people. Sure, you know it's just one of those. Um, so you met them like early on, or was it like the last like since they've been back together? Since they got back together? 
formally introduced since I gotten back together. Okay. Uh, fan before that. Sure. Um, and you know, when you're what nine year, ten year hiatus on things. Yeah. But Williamson's just don't suck. Period. Yeah. So, um, Bottle Rocket is just another one where you're like expectations to me is when you get a Bottle Rocket record out, you're like. <clears throat> You're not gonna go. I don't know. Buying a couple gallons of gas and having it with you to torch something is usually right. not an option when bottle rocket <laughs> right. on. They're all uh, high quality. Yeah. yeah. Every release is good. Yep. Yeah. Take like that, John Bates, idiot. So. Uh, <laughs> they just became friends. So, right? so, so I, I get that. We're going, listen. We're going down to see Sloppy Seconds tonight, and we literally just went to so many shows that we become friends with the the band. You know. It's. It, I think the best part about having a store, and we used to have the Stella Saliente tour background okay. tops in our windows. Oh, nice. Uh, the guys gave us those um, for a gift one year, um, but everybody was calling our record store like the Lillington store because we just had so much Lillington shit yeah, in yeah, the windows. Yeah. That sure. could be worse, whatnot. right? And at that time, we're like, no, that's a band. And then they're like, well, where's the band from? And you're like, Wyoming.
and it's cool turning people on to something. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that, you know, when people come in the door and they've got, you know, I've seen it all. Notebooks, folders, binders. They have an agenda. Like, if you're going to shop an agenda, there's Amazon. Oh, you say, look, you know, look, look at yeah. You, you know what you want. Yep. You have your expectations. Just go do whatever you're going to do. Come to a music store. <clears throat> Keep like, an open mind, right? Buy something that you want and something that you don't know. What's the worst that's going to happen? Right. As long as you follow the rule of thumb, you don't buy shit with white guys in red suspenders. Leo Sarah. Note to self, like yeah, I didn't I've, buy I've, my I was going to say, I've never heard that, but that is not a bad rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow suspenders. Even worse. Rainbow, yeah. same thing. You don't do that. This is a Robin Williams album, right? You know, you don't want to buy that type of stuff. <laughs> if they're all half naked and they're dudes, not that I have a problem with half naked dudes on record covers, but generally I shy away from that. Yeah, I would shy away from that also. Uh, especially if they all have, like, that curly thing from the 70s going on. The, the perms. Yeah, Leo Sayer. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just yeah. walk away from that. Yep. Um, if it's on Yacht Rock's greatest hits, like 1 through 15. Yeah. I've seen some of that shit's coming back. Yeah. I saw some punk Kids bands doing, it. like, Yacht Rock yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, not, not a punk band that I'm following. Yeah. 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 So, so, you're, so McHenry is not tiny, but it's not big. So do you, I mean, you got a local customer base, or do you have mostly people coming to you specifically? We definitely got a good local customer base, um, and there are folks that do make a point to come out here. Uh, we got a couple of guys from Bulgaria that Jesus. come out here twice. I mean, a that's year. further than Chicago. <laughs> um, Bulgarians have taught me how to get stuff into the country. Uh, you just want to get some harder to find UK European stuff. Just buy an extra plane ticket. And you can have 200 albums on that plane, and they're going to deliver it for you. Really? Yes. <clears throat> so that's always cool. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, you have the mental note, Neil. Next time you go to England, if you want to buy enough records, you just, just buy an extra plane ticket. ticket. Right. Huh. He wouldn't trust He wouldn't trust them to take care of it without him being there to watch. Yeah, yeah I know, okay. right? Just yeah. get the middle seat. Now you got your records. And then give them to the window. Just kind of make it around your window, you know, your records anyway. Interesting I'd rather, sit, I'd rather sit next to a pile of records than me on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, no. so would I. <laughs> One thing that I have, uh, we we went out to Phoenix in November, or no, uh, February. Um, and my boys have never been on a plane before, you know, and it's still the COVID thing. There's nobody in the airport. And planes are supposed to not be sold out, but the plane's sold out. Got to wear masks the whole time and all yeah, that. Yeah, kind of thing. So, <laughs> Cooper wants to sit in the very back of the plane. And I'm like, really? Okay, let's go sit in the back of the plane. So, hold on. Your, your, tic- your tickets have numbers on them. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I, know, I never, I never, I I never got to go on a mission flight. <laughs> when you have children, you can do one of these, like, early check-in things. And then if you want to do something else. So, yeah, technically your plane ticket does have okay, seats. Yes, that's normally how it works when I get on there. But um, Unless the plane's not full, of course. Then you can do whatever you want. Right, well, so the plane's not supposed to be yeah. full. Yeah, they always are, though, right? But they are. Let say, uh, we wound up in the back of the plane, and it was like two hours to unload the plane when we got to Phoenix. And then coming back, um, you know, they were, like, boarding you by aisles. <clears throat> and, uh, again, we were like, I got these young kids with me. Never mind that they're teenagers, but they're young kids. And I'm like, Cooper, the secret to the airlines... Sit in the very front of the plane. 
First to get off. Yeah. Oh, first to get off. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. First to yeah, yeah. First to see anything. Yeah, but that's first class though, right? They're no, not no, like thousands. Not on Southwest. I'll say oh, not Southwest. Dude, yeah, we, we always fly with Scott Airlines. I, I guess I'm flying the wrong airlines. Well, you pay more for uh, like legroom, but that's about it. There's no, no first you're class. sitting in the front of the plane, outside of the fr- because you're the first one. Your shit's right there. The first one that they wave to, clear directions that the plane's going in the water, what to do because they're right in front of you. You know, well, if you want the least, uh, what's it called? Turbulence? Turbulence, thank you. Over the wings, that's where to say. Over the, yeah, over the unless it's yeah. a prop see, plane. See, that's where we always says over the wings because we go Allegiant and we get like the but then pretty much the cheapest seats. Yeah, but, I mean, oh, no, no, we're not by those doors, no, because those ones usually have extra light. I mean, you're like my size. Nobody's getting through that fucking door once we're yeah, in the no, door. No. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. We're going to pop the door and be yeah. like, yeah, okay. How do we get listen, to listen, fucking airplanes? Listen, man, it's not my job to save their lives. It's my job to cause pandemonium. That's my role in life. So that, well, that's if why we pop the door. <laughs> exactly. I'm the guy who reaches in and pulls the oxygen mask down in the middle of the flight because, you know, I'm breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a pocket of whippets, and you're yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> when they tell me how much my double... Uh, Coke and uh, Jack Cook already costs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Are they selling you those on Allegiant these days? You just bring your own. Let's sell me whatever I want. Damn. Uh, you're, you're like a fucking anarchist. I don't know, man. It's not Sits easy. where he wants, brings his own booze. It's not easy, to get, it's not easy to get booze it's on like airplane. It's like a movie theater nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? fancy. Well, listen. The, way, the only way that I know to get booze on the plane, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice yet. So It's easy. You know, just little bottles, oh. man. Little uh, bottles. Little, little bottles. bottles. several of those before you yeah. perforate your colon. <laughs> if that's your choice. <laughs> All right, so let's get it back out to the record store. Okay, fine. The record store. <laughs> so, so we talked about how you got your used stuff. Right. So your new stuff, what? You, like small, smaller punk labels and stuff, just kind of from distributors or what? Or uh, direct from bands? A little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do like doing is, like, a smaller label. A band comes in and... There's that ugly C word consignment. Oh, uh, ooh, okay. Like Neil's English, he's got a different ugly C word that he <laughs> yeah. uses all the time, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Well, I understand that. <laughs> a few more beers. But I'll be I right can there. I can involve the British, UK, whatever version <laughs> C word you want. So here's the problem: you get stores that like, are there two different mentalities? Maybe there's a third, but there's a lot of cash grab stores like oh fucking records I'm gonna just have right. all this yep. right now yep. and I'm a record yep. Yep. store and the yes. artist may or may not get paid and then here comes little Joey and he's like hey I'm in this band would you carry my record mm-hmm. the guy's like yeah leave me behind and we'll, we'll if we sell something We're like what the fuck's that right yeah. like the kid just offered you something that he made this is his contribution well it's not your thing because my buddy Alex corrected me on this one day in a conversation because um, I used to be like, fuck, man, somebody lied to somebody. That album sucks. But it's <laughs> so it's not my thing, and it's art. So even though it's not your thing, it's somebody else's thing, right? But how can you say that you support music without writing the guy a check? Like, right. Like, don't... Consignment's such an ugly thing. And even for smaller labels, like, these people work, and they're taking money out of there to do something to try to give... Uh, an opportunity to others and then there's like the store guy like well if you want to leave it behind and it sells and next thing you know there's Johnny's record on the shelf and then fucking Paul McCartney's crap right out in front of it <laughs> Fleetwood Mac and Johnny doesn't get to sell a record mm-hmm. but if that guy reached in the register and said hey I'll buy these for you 
Now, the band actually just made a sale with their music. Sure. You know, the band just became a business. Right. And the kids, they're ecstatic, or the smaller label, because the guy's like yelling from the basement, fuck you to his wife, because I just sold 20 copies. We're doing this. Right. And he doesn't have to sit there and, like, have her stare him down. Or, or mom. Fuck you, mom. Right. I just made some toy copies of this. Like, that dude better pay for that shit, because if he doesn't, no, here's the check. We're doing this. Yeah. So I'm always a fan of when somebody hits us up and says, hey, I've got an album coming out. We're self-produced. Can I do something? Bring it in. If it doesn't sell, I'm going to give it away. And half the time, like, somebody's at the register, and they're like, what are you playing? I'm playing the DUIs. Yeah. Oh, really? I kind of like that. Yeah, here's their album. Yeah. And then they got a fucking Beatles record in their hand, and they're like, well, I'm going to go home and listen and <clears throat> see if I really like the DUIs before I give them $9. But I'll buy the Beatles record for 30 bucks, yeah. which is another reason to say fuck the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> on there, because... You know. So my Liverpool friends, we apologize right now. I <laughs> don't know what's happening. We've already determined that the whole thing's a fake act. Yeah, so. from our hot No, but it just is so there's so much of this stuff that other bands have to be in the shadows. Well, well, plus, plus, if the niche record store does buy it off the guy, they've then got a reason to try and sell it. They won't put the Paul McCartney exactly. album in front of it because they want to sell it. Because now you're right? invested and yeah. you're going to play it yep. and you're going to listen to it. Yeah. You're going to like it. Yeah. And you're going to find that one moment where you're playing it in the background and that rhythm clicks. And all of a sudden, you got a favorite song. Now you got a favorite side. Now the whole album doesn't suck because you like both sides. And what do you do? You play it loud as hell at the traffic light, whatever you got to do. But now you're like, you're, you're psyched, man, because you got something. And when the guys come in the door, you know, it's not a band no more. It's like a business relationship it's friends it's people yeah. networking pushing other people forward and you're watching them grow on there and you know that's what I think record stores that should might be the most positive thing we've ever had it is it's the most podcast. positive thing and I'm going to start a record store god damn it do it man you got to start a store because fucking Walmarts and Targets are selling colored exclusives yeah all the same shit yeah. that we've already had yeah. watered oh, down yeah. in Nirvana. Yeah. you know do you did you, I mean, did you always want to do it here? Did you have a dream of like, well, I'm going to go to Chicago? Or you, you wanted to do it where you were? He's moving to Bulgaria, apparently. Well, okay. <laughs> I love those, I love those Euro if, presses. Are, are they the DUI? If they're legit. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, music yeah, on yeah. vinyl. I love those yeah. music on vinyl presses. Yeah, I, I don't have to say anything bad about that. But um, when I was younger, record breakers, I loved going to record breakers. Oh, mm-hmm. I read you. Yeah, no, before Reggie's. Oh, before Reggie's, okay. Well, the Record Breakers was actually fucking a store. It Where like, was it? Well, it's back to being a store now. It's yeah. 62 over by Harper College. Oh, okay. Willington's played there. Mm. You know, little Cody and Tim and, you know, Corey just drumming and singing along. I think they were like 14. Um, no, but I mean, it's just stores like that where you walk in and just shit's everywhere, man. It's like bootleg row when you go to the bathroom every possible Chicago show on VHS tape is there and you stop before you gotta take a leak cause you're like oh make a big gun grabbing this I'm grabbing that worst recordings possible but sure. it's the only place to get them yeah yeah um, and that's like they set the standard for me in my head mm. like when you go to Tower Records or anything like that it's cool there's just shit magazines, shirts, everything. It's like your one stop where you can get it all. But man, if you want to go to like a record store and the guy next to you like reeks of patchouli and the other guy next to you is fucking coked out of his gourd, 
That's a real record store. That's a real record store. <laughs> they do have a smell. You know, we were talking. Alan was up here earlier with us, and we were talking about it. It's like it like kind of the fact that it just it's sort of like organized chaos and mold. It smells great. Well, yeah, you it, it, it does because because if you have used records, they smell like your grandma's house. That's all there is to it. You can't right. avoid it to a certain extent until right? you spend years trying to get dead grandma out of your store. <laughs> And then when somebody brings in their collection that came from the garage, the first thing you smell is gasoline. And you're like, absolutely not, dude. Get this shit out of here. You know, he's like, yeah, but I have, no, I don't care. You know what, I like, just just to cut in here, I like the fact that when I was talking to Bill before we started, he was like, I don't know how much stuff I'll have to talk about. I don't have any funny stories. He's fucking nothing but funny stories. Exactly. This guy. Well, and honestly, a lot of, like, words of wisdom, you know, practical advice, because, uh, you know, being a record store, you can still be, you don't have to be a scumbag, basically. No, well, you if you what? twist my arm, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I guess it depends on how I'll you be want back, to be. Dude, so, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, important shit. Important shit. So I can say I'm, I'm at least 10% scumbag in the sense of I don't like to support a whole bunch of the unofficial bootleg shit, but it does come in the door from time to time. Sure. And get traded in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've always had this... Personal problem. Maybe it's because I have a conscience. And you know, quite honestly, you can boot like the fuck out of Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and all because those guys are millionaires, right? Yeah. But when somebody's like rifling through something and you're like, oh, the Riverdale's tarantula, and you're like, wait a minute, there's not a rainbow color of this album. Where the hell did this come from? And you're like, oh, made in Czech Republic. And you're like, God, you know, really, <laughs> like. Fucking why? The guy's delivering mail. Why do we got a bootleg? Well, why, why don't they get that shit repressed? Right. I mean, well, why legit? Because you're waiting for Paul McCartney to come out with a <laughs> fucking variant of another thing. Everything oh, goes back to Paul McCartney. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is all because some asshole came in. Well, I shouldn't call him an asshole. This is all because some guy came in the door yesterday and said, hey, I have Paul McCartney 3, but it's on green. And I'm like, really, dude? I got white ones that are hand serial numbered, and I've got his friends doing the same album, and I got some. You can tell McCartney. You can tell McCartney numbered it himself. It's all shaky. Uh, <laughs> so like somebody else did. He paints his, you know, whatever. But it's just like that was his thing. Like, I got the green version, and I'm like, really? There's a bus stop down the street. Go throw that thing in front of the bus. <laughs> you know, I'm not buying that. Get the fuck out of here. And you said he was positive. It's probably like a fifty dollar variant too, or some. Crazy yeah, but thing. look about it. Well, it's discounts. a fifty dollar yeah. variant because they sold them at Target. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, or Costco's now got him or something. No, I just, it's, um, yeah, we lost track of whatever the hell we're talking that's about. That's all right. That's what we do. No, so, it's all good. But I'm, I'm not a fan when I see uh, one-shots or smallest artists or people that just are trying, and then all of a sudden somebody's bootlegging their stuff. They're cashing in on it. The whole record industry, capital, all you people could be pissed at me. I do have a lawyer, so you can sue me for the statement. But I really think these research development music people, like, go, hey, let's take Prince album, Rainbow Children, let's go have 500 copies made in Europe where we don't got to pay anybody any royalties, <clears throat> and then let's see what it does. We sell all 500 copies in America. We'll make another 500. Yeah. The plates are good for what, 10,000 presses? And there's no real accounting for how many are made, so you think right. you're getting but some All of a sudden, like in six months, hey, here's an official copy of Rainbow Children. What did they do different? They gave you a pink slip map. 
Right. You know, Tom Petty Wildflowers. Like, you either had to buy it in the box set or order it from Columbia House or be one of the few that gave a shit back then to buy Petty. But that was like a big thing now. Like, there's the nine record, the 12 record, the three. See, that's insane. But that was all bootleg before. Oh. And I swear these companies are just like chartering the waters going, hey, call up dude and check and have them make this shit. And if we sell 200, we'll make another 500. And if we make 500, we'll make another 500. Now we got 1,200. And then we'll put out a limited edition official with 7,500 copies. Yeah. And the man gets fucked out of the first record store day or some shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one of those. So that's part of my 10% sleazebag thing is, yeah, there are some tools up there in Marilyn Manson's that. Well, I, I was totally anti-boot, too, but the quality of those things has gotten so good in the recent years. Like, for example, the early Danzig albums are not available on vinyl. The boots have gotten very common, so, and they're good. They're well done. But I wonder if it's Danzig doing it so he doesn't have to pay his band. No, no, no. Actually, um, if you want to get one of those bootleg Danzig albums, and then we can probably talk to somebody next time Danzig's in Chicago, and I'll get my bowl of popcorn, and you can go ask for that thing to be on the ground. No, I know that. You know, yeah, yeah, Danzig's, he's, he's very no, famously anti-boot, but, but so. Um, yeah, I released the stuff the, officially then. Like you said, I think they, so I think they have the money. No, be, so I think they did release them because uh, one day Cody sends me a text and he's like, "Hey, can you get these?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude. There's only originals and there's bootlegs." And he's like, "No, they're reissued." And I'm like, "What do you mean they're reissued?" And he's like, "They're on his website. They're reissued." Like news to you? Like yeah. I'm like. No way, dude. Unless I've been living under a rock. I mean, sure shit. Like, you can find some of that stuff available. You're talking about the Clearview stuff? No. I'm talking about Danzig. You're talking oh, about Danzig. The Danzig stuff. Sorry, you were talking to talk like Lillington's, and then I... I I'm no, sorry, it's, it was a conversation. Did you sleep over there, too? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I went to Stig's mouth. He had wanted Danzig 1 and whatnot. And, so, uh, so it's on Danzig's website? It was, or something right. like that. Oh, see, so, I don't think it's the early American stuff. I think it's like yeah. the later stuff that he maybe has hey. control over. But I no, it's one through four. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. they go crazy prices. They do. Because um, I, I like you. my Danzig stuff. I'm a, I'm a fan of Danzig 4. I have fucked up priorities when it comes to Danzig. It's like one, two, three, one. Four being my best one. That's my favorite Danzig album. Two is my next one. Then three. Then one, then Demon Sweat Live. Only if you're a football game, you got cheerleaders, because that's what wrecked that whole fucking thing. Is cheerleaders singing that shit? I just got a text from my brother, just randomly, like for no reason at all. And it says, "Just listen to Thrall Demon Sweat Live." They said Spotify suggested Danzig sings Elvis album. Pretty fucking horrible. In other words, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not going to say that that Elvis album is kind of horrible. It oh, is. It's, it's, totally it's pathetically bad. I'm sorry. I'll say it. All right. Um, and yeah. we just had a story about the, and I'm not going to disclose where I was at or who I was having a conversation with, but that album did come up and is hyped in psych that Danzig was while he was doing this. Like the final product seemed to be a little, wasn't there. It's very diplomatic of you. Yes. Yes. Which is why they needed to have like leopard skin covered and whatever variants they did to sell. Yeah, the other leopard skin variant, which I was like, oh my god, that it's actually I, I got, very uh, cool. The one I, I got was, to it and I was like, no. The one I got was, uh, it was not, it was like shit too. It was numbered. It was one of one hundred. It was one of six six six. Everything six six. And it had came with a free Danzig pubic hair. <laughs> it was uh, very very limited. 
I, 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 I had to get that pubic hair myself. I don't have a pubic hair of Danzig in my collection. You should have got that one. It's extra. It's yeah. euro only. Yeah. Euro, euro, euro only? Exactly. God damn it. But yeah, no, listen, dude, we are... Uh, you know I'll take Chuck Biscuit's pubic hair over Danzig. There you go. I mean, well, I'm not taking anybody's pubic hair. Yeah, so you are. Thank you very much. I, I, uh, when we, we didn't vacuum that part of the state. We, were, <laughs> we went to Puck Ride Bowling a few weeks ago, and I ran into uh, Chuck Biscuit's cousin... And I just had the longest conversation at the bar with Chuck Biscuit's cousin. Yeah, that's a pretty easy thing to make, isn't it? Pretty easy thing to say. He knew too many details. Yeah, he knew too many yeah. details. Did you see that the guy from... He's like, oh, uh, my used to play for, for Circle Jerks. I'm like, really? Who is that? Yeah. Do you see the guy, at least the guitarist from the Riverboat Gamblers, he tore his Achilles on the last song? Yeah, I saw that. That fucking sucks, man. Doing a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. As long as you're not doing basketball. That's okay. That's, that's, yeah. That's a, All right. That's a so I'm going gonna, 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 to... Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Or yeah, well, I'm going to tell you... That, that we really appreciate your store. It's it's a very yeah. nice place, and yeah. we are it's we're gonna do some more shopping once these once the DUI boys start playing some music. We can do that stuff, um, and uh, I might let you look at some of the other shit in the back. They're all secret stash. That's so, where he keeps the real so, so, so the other thing, so so you have a friend of yours here who I'm real excited to talk to, and we're gonna talk to him next. So tell us how you know Jughead. Um, well, like any fanboy, you know, like the day that somebody accepts your friend's request. You're like, fuck yeah, I got Jughead. I can check him off the list. <laughs> um, wow, that's a little creepy, mate. <laughs> I don't know. You know uh, he's, he's, on, he's on my Facebook friends, too, and you know why? Because like when he did his 50th birthday party, that was how he was communicating, because he did a real small show in his basement, right. which I did not get to go to. But So I friended him, and been friends with him ever since. I mean, so, digital friends. Um, there was something, something was going on. Um, It was either Tim or Jughead was in Japan. He was coming back. Um, I sent him some some stuff. I sent him some of the Lillington stuff and whatnot. Um, and I think maybe that was maybe Tim asked me to send him something. I, I don't really remember how that all went together. Um, but then I don't know. We just kind of small talked and. One day we were just kind of bullshitting, you know, and we're like, hey, Jughead's like, want to do this quarantine thing? And when we started doing quarantine. Oh, that's right. You said you guys are doing the quarantine. Right, so we're doing the quarantine shows. So that's on, that's on YouTube still. You can it's find on out. there. Yeah, I'm the guy that's idiot in the show hey, Alan. that knows nothing about anybody. Let's see if Jughead can. Will you go see if Jughead's ready? Thank you. Um, so, microphone didn't hear that, me talking very quietly. No, and I'll it's, it out. Post. He's like, you know, one of those. Like, very passive, easygoing. You know, I bet she could be like, hey, the car broke down, and we got to walk 20 miles. And I think I think John would be like, yeah, that's cool. You know, he's not upset about it, not nothing. Um, he's just, like, got just a good aura around him. He does. Where you just want to be around him because the fucking black cloud doesn't follow Jughead. Well, see how it goes with me then, because I got the no, black cloud following yeah, so you, you better make closer friends with him. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Thing. No, okay. no, I'm fine with it. No, we enjoyed I'm your fine. store. Thanks so much for hosting oh, us, dude. It's very, very generous. Of you. We really here. appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah. And we, uh, we've really enjoyed our time here. And, uh, yeah. Especially since uh, the six pack started showing up. Yeah. I don't know if that's a regular feature of the store or not, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's generally Jameson. Ah. Uh, well, this show would have took a real turn for the worse if we were drinking Jameson. Hey, buddy. I'm sure he's been doing it already. But, you know. Well, you're not a Jameson fan? No, I don't mind it. I just, if I start drinking liquor, you know, things accelerate. It gets violent. Yeah. I mean, you got to, like, it's weird. Like, I just, you know, I'm not really religious, but I've always been told drink Catholic 
Ah, it is Irish, right? It, yeah. It's it's a Catholic liquor, and then Bushmills is like Protestant, because Protestant. It's so Bushmills was never allowed in our house. Ah, like my Jesus would be like, Christ! Fucking shit out of here! Well, wow. I believe that old style is. I don't know what old style is, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's just you know what old style is. Old style is not good. How's that? When you're within thirty miles of Chicago, you know what old style apples. Better. All right, I'm going out of the way. Anyway, thanks so much, Bill. Thanks yeah, for having us. Thanks, we appreciate it. <laughs>
I mean, it's just, you know, he, he, he grew up in England, of course, and there was no, he didn't have a lot of prospects there, and, you know, he loves living in Japan. We know another yeah. guy from uh, Scotland that lives in Japan. Yep. And an American. Yeah, we live, right. we're, we're yeah, we talk to them every Saturday morning. It's late for them, but there's yeah, they're they're drunk. They we're, we're having yeah. breakfast cereal. They're drunk. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> I, got I mean, I just got. I did a Skype relationship for a year with Nanako because we couldn't get her here. I couldn't go there, so right. I got used to that. So is you know, your nine is my eleven. Exactly. Thirteen hours. Sixteen hours. Okay. Yeah, the one we talked is 13 hours different. So yeah, he's half of the bag by the time we're getting we're getting yeah, around. Yeah, there. yeah. I actually just got a message from John today too. Yeah, he's a good. Day. Hell, of a, hell of a nice guy, John. He's even a though, I believe you, I believe you cursed him out earlier in the podcast. Didn't I curse him out every week. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's more it's kind of good John. Yeah, he yeah. Came, he came on with us once, and we went on with when he did his final when he did his final show. We came on with him a little bit. So yeah, he's, he's, that's always fun. So so. You've been, so you're back, you're done with your last wizarding contract, you're back here. Is there travel problems going back and forth, or is it just a matter of whether you get rehired to do that job? Well, right now, you, the, no uh, no one's allowed into Japan. Is that they, right? They shut, they shut it all down. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Because John was saying that it really didn't seem like as much had changed there. No, as that's here, true. As far as shutting things down and, and well, they the they put stuff. curfews on everything. Like oh, okay. Like everything was had to close at eight p.m. instead of midnight or whatever. But he's a he's a because he said the gigs never a, shut off, right? He said they never really. No, the gigs. That's are really what he, he is though. Yeah, he might not yeah. be in a. He's, he's in, in Fukuoka. Fukuoka, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which right. is a little bit more uh, smaller city, so there's not right. as much okay. condensed people. Uh, yeah. But in Osaka, which is one of the lar- like largest three cities, uh, everything shut down for a while. And then, uh, but in general, you just can't get into the country. They're not accepting any tourists or visas. Wow. Yeah, I know some people that were like married, and they were like out of the country. They happened to be out of the country. They couldn't get. Can't back get back in. in. Oh. Yeah. They've opened up for that now. But, uh, so when you um, when you came back, or, or it was it was probably before your last time out in Japan. You did some you, you did some even the blackout stuff. I mean, you were doing you did a new record. I don't know, maybe it's a couple years ago now, but yeah, yeah, the Romantico record, which is uh, ten years, uh, a decade since our last record. So. Okay, but we you know we're always together. You're friendly. You just don't necessarily have time to do it. Yeah, that band is will be friends for lives, and we would even play out like. A, Different incarnations of the band. I would call it four fifths, three fifths of even blackouts and okay. shows, and we would do that the whole time. But we finally decided to get to get back together and did Romantico, and then we did a Japan tour too. So. Oh, you did! Yeah. You did a Japan. So, were you able to? Did you play much here? We only did uh, three shows out east because we, my uh, drummer, Bice is in Boston, so we did some okay. shows out there. And, Okay. finished recording out there so so you've been done with that for a couple of years now and you haven't played with them for a couple of years at least right true like publicly yes so oh you had some like private, I'm, private moments no like i'm saying we always we're the guys that okay. always get together gotcha. and play that's kind of did you so when you were you you got a new band together and yeah. uh we just saw them yeah we uh, saw you guys two weeks ago yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was a lot of yeah. fun well and a couple things about it surprised me but how did how that end up coming together were you, I mean, you weren't looking to play music, or you were? Uh, I'm always looking to play music. <laughs> okay. I love playing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's harder, harder to get people together, especially when you get older and people have families sure. and stuff. Sure. But, um, Eddie, I've been friends with Eddie for a while. He loves records and music, so he's always messaging me. Eddie's, the, Eddie's the drummer. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he was, but he was a pretty regular commenter on Punk News, so we actually had a little bit of a relationship. I met him at that show a couple weekends ago, but I, I wrote for Punk News yeah. for many, many years, so I had a little yeah, bit of a digital relationship with the guy. Yeah, he's probably the most connected to music in general. Like he knows everything that's going on. Okay. So he just asked me to. I guess Marky was getting tired of uh, just got tired of writing and being the main singer for Cobain, so he wanted to take a break. But he has his own studio, so he's like, well, why don't you just get Jughead to come in? And I wrote a song like that day, and we weren't even planning on doing any band. I was just, he goes, well, come in and we'll do drums for you and whatever. So I wrote uh, a song called Hate. Yep, you played that. Just had a great time, and then I then I led, then I was like, oh, let's make this like an. I'll come back one more time and do like an opposite thing. So I went in and did love. Because that was the big thing for me is like, Cobain's have gone through a hard time with their reputation. I've had a, a hard year. I was like, let's just, I don't know, show the world the, the good people that we actually are. Because it's always my instinct to give whatever I can. So sure. I was like, 
since we're not paying for this, why don't we just give everything away to some foundation? So that's how it started. Then we got the name of the band, just because I like the idea of energy. uh, It just came out one night. We were together, and I said, Mitochondriacs. Mitochondriacs, everybody. What does that mean? It's a cell. Some of the cells. It's the thing. I don't know what it is. It's an organelle in the cell that creates the energy. So it, it makes sense in the concept of a band too, like, because the idea was that all these songs would be faster than, like, I would give them a demo and I said we're gonna we're playing them faster. Than so, so it's that. funny. So my first impressions after being familiar with a lot of your work, certainly not all, but a lot, well, maybe damn near all of it, that at least has been widely pushed out there. It was some of the most angry, sort of aggressive, because you're a very mellow guy yeah, yeah, yeah. so are you are you is are you writing this like in a third person personality or is this, this is something you felt like you wanted to get out because it was generally I mean there was, you played a couple of more mellow kind of even one sort of ballad kind of song yeah, yeah. but a lot of it was angry and you were sort of trying to put on even like that, a, you're even trying to put on like a kind of a Johnny Rock yeah, yeah, persona yeah, yeah, at the beginning right. there it's, right? just, it's just it's fun to play with because everyone knows I'm not that type of person okay. but everyone has those feelings so sure, I just absolutely. I channel that anger and the because and you're like you're like in the car like exactly Fuck you, but it was like the least convincing. <laughs> Fuck you, I was like, so, like, I'm like, 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 I'm sorry. I love you guys. Like a genuine tear in my eye. <laughs> so it's so hard for me to be angry, but I, I did it with this record. I, but they're all, to me, they're all like the comic aspect of sure. anger. Like, sure. It's aggressive, so, but it's funny. Songs, you know, like a dozen songs now? Uh, that's it. All we have is eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. Okay, okay. We do a lot of, like, weasel covers. Well, that, that was my other question. So you're doing this show. You want to do this show. And I know you like to play the weasel songs. I saw you at your birthday party playing the weasel where you yeah. were running I people in and out. That was amazing, actually. You were running people in and out of the stage playing all those yeah, weasel yeah, songs. Yeah. You were, like, the only constant guy on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you pick the ones you did? For that? So for Saturday night, you played... Oh, you mean for Mitochondria? Yeah, for the Mitochondria. Okay. So you played I Hate Led Zeppelin, an oldie from Booga to Booga to Booga yeah, yeah. You did... You did one. I want to be naked. I want to be naked. Another older one. Yeah, and then, then there was. And then that was the singer from the Mons came up for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the I want to be with you. Maria said, "Yeah, I want to be with you tonight." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Maria did a real nice job singing that. Song. She did a really nice job singing yeah. that song. And she was by far the most attractive bass player we saw that night. Yeah. I don't believe there was. A, I don't believe there was a close second. No offense, Nick. Uh, Rick Six. She's good to have in the band. I mean, she's fun to be with. She's. Takes music very seriously, and she, she plays a bunch she's of pretty. Music. Yeah, and yeah. she's Russian, so it has all these. Is that right? She's Russian. Yeah. Oh, she's from Russia. She just moved here two years, three years ago. Really? Yeah. Sure. I don't care what anybody says about mail order brides. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't see. She's been coming here for ten years. Like okay, her and her friends. She's in the Cobains too, right? Or is she only in the Mikeandiacs? No, she has her own band called Sex Dream. Okay. Which is her passion. Oh yeah. Sex Dream. Sex Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Never thought to name Love your band. Love it. Yeah. So that's her main band, and then uh, Cobain's. I I don't know if it's official that she's in the band. I don't even want to say on oh, okay. that. Okay, I got you. Uh, I think she's there. She's with Marky, and they always need a bass player. So, I got you. Uh, but she has her own band that she's passionate so, about. So, no, I'm sorry. So let me, let me finish this. Yeah, so so, so when, you, when you're trying to... So how did you decide which Weasel songs to play? Are there some you won't play? And is it... Uh, so there's, oh, there's, I would say there's 99.9% of them that I won't play. That you won't play? <laughs> really? Well, the, the, the idea of the band was to go back to the Boogada days. Okay. Like, purposely. Like, okay. Every song, even though a lot of reviews are saying, this is nothing like he's done before, nothing like... 
to me they were all inspired by Bogota 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 when I when me and Ben were writing together so I listen to a Bogota song and then I'll write so a song after that did you guys see now this is kind of rabbit hole see this is why we gotta have John let me, let me, let me we, we gotta have John on for an hour or two so, so, so basically we can ask him to be on the show for yeah, yeah, so basically live I, I chose songs that were from that period okay and then uh, the one that wasn't was the one that Maria sang yeah. she wanted to do that and I wasn't gonna say no to her so yeah 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 and it's what, is it with tall, blonde, Russian women? what is it with tall, blonde, Russian <laughs> women that you can't say yeah. that? Yeah. And it's a really good song. So it it's is, like, it if is. that's the one you want to sing, great. So that was that. Okay. Well, cool. Because you didn't sing any of them. And, and I, I, I did notice that. And I wasn't... Yeah. Well, I was supposed to sing Naked, but I couldn't get the vocals. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So I, I uh, called up Matt from the Moans and said, do you want to do it? And he goes, yeah. Like, hell yeah, I want to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We were, we're well over our self-imposed hour. Uh, yeah. Not well over, but a little bit over. Yeah, not too bad. An hour five. Because I not seriously, I, I, like I said, I've, I've read Jughead's books. I've read, I, I definitely would love to get into some of this stuff deeper with him. Yeah, we'd love but to get back on the show again. Yeah, for yeah, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love doing no, are you? Are, do you live in Chicago now, or where do you live? I live in well, Jefferson Park, which is Jefferson right on the city. Okay. Uh, right on the edge of the city, okay. yes. Yeah. I'm in Skokie. You're in Skokie. Oh, Skokie. I'm in the Grand Rapids area. My mom's in Morton Grove. Oh, okay. Yeah, right next door. Isn't that that horrible hotel we stayed at last time I was? in town? Was that Morton Grove? Yeah. It was, I believe, yes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Wait, was, last time I was in town, all the hotels in Skogie were sold out, so I stayed in Morton Grove. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But luckily, tonight, we have a nice place in Skogie. Yeah. So. We're going out to see, we're going out to see uh, Sloppy Seconds tonight. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't even know they were playing. No, yeah, it's cool. Oh, Reggie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat, neat. But yeah, man, and listen, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate yeah, it. And uh, it was yeah. nice to meet you. Well, I made the joke earlier when I met him. I said, I've met you a couple times, but I've always been drinking heavily. <laughs> so this is the first time I so haven't. Because I'd only had one beer. Meanwhile, now I've had several beers right. since last time I talked to him. So I'd make you sign something, but I think I've already done that enough times. So. Yeah, well, I have you the marker in my hand. Can you sign the banner for us, maybe? No? Cool. <laughs> is this your banner? It is. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is our yeah. Punk yeah. Till I Die banner. Johnny Rotten on there. That's You just need to be further. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That be, you know what though? It, see, because if you did that, that would start a tradition. Are you on? And we can. Yeah, 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 do it. Yeah, one of my Neil, you should go to the the most famous person we probably had was uh, Glenn Madlock from the Pistols. Oh yeah. So Neil, I need you to go ahead and fly to London and get Glenn Madlock, get Glenn to, Glenn sign Madlock to sign it. He's yeah. like Ringo Starr. He's like, I am not signing anything anymore. Peace and love. Peace and love. There we go. Now it's signed. Awesome. Thank okay, you. Okay, Smith to sign it too. Anyway, thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Should we wrap this? Should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. I don't know what else is to be said. Hey. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, they're not thank listening. You. To sons <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let's do it. Thanks, Alan. Alan. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Alan, for going by for setting it up. And Bill from Southern Records. Yeah. And uh, Jughead. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, so, and uh, Neil's family's here and everything, man. Yeah, this my, is a yeah, big occasion. My entire family's here. Neil yeah. brought his family. I brought my drinking buddy. Yeah. Anyway, so, thanks, everybody. Uh, yeah, keep a little mocking you hot and uh, stay free. And we'll smell you later. Yeah, bye bye. Seven, lock in prison, 77 feet, I've walked 77, boy, I walk, don't know what will
Stay away from me! Stay away from me! Stay away from me!